Hey, roomies. Welcome to the round room. It's your girl, Shauna. I am solo recording today. As you all know, a couple months ago, we took a hiatus because we had a lot going on. We came back for an episode and then took a hiatus again. Life's just been kind of crazy. Not in a bad way by any means. Life's just a shit show. And Crystal and I have both been crazy, crazy busy. But I wanted to get on quickly and do a little mini episode for you guys to get the taste of the round room back in your mouth. If you get what I'm saying, wet your whistle for more episodes to come in the next couple weeks, in the next couple months. Uh, Crystal and I will be back recording together. Until then, you have to deal with my ass for the next hour. Hopefully you can hang in. But I've got a good episode for you. I'm really excited to share what I have with you today. Just a few updates. It's July. It's hot as fuck outside, you guys. Like, Stay inside if you can. If you do not have to be outside, don't go outside. Don't walk your dogs. Don't leave your kids out there. Drink lots of water. Wear all the sunscreen. Just stay the fuck in if you can. It is so hot outside. I feel like people's dicks are melting off right now. It's so damn hot outside. But yeah, summer's almost over. It's almost time for school to start up again. It's crazy, you guys. I feel like this year is flying by, at least the summer, which is fine because you all know from listening to this podcast, I don't like the summertime. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for cold weather. Halloween, all the things, but I have a couple months to go still, and this heat is not going to let me forget about that. So anyways, what I have in store for you guys today is I'm going to tell you about the Belmez faces. So if you guys have not heard of this, it's a really crazy phenomenon that happened in Spain in the 70s, and I will post pictures on our Instagram so you can see the actual pictures of the faces from this little tale I'm about to tell you. If you want to Google it and look into it, there's a lot of information. It's very interesting. I learned about this years and years ago, uh, and it's always been one of my favorite kind of weird, spooky kind of phenomenon type stories. So I wanted to share with you guys. So August 1971 in Belmez de la Moraleda, Spain, Maria Pereira is chilling in her home when she looks down and notices a stain on her concrete floor. The stain had seemed to come from nowhere in her kitchen. So let's talk a little bit about concrete, right? So the floor in her kitchen is concrete. And we all know if you go outside, concrete stains so easy, like whether it be oil or grease or whatever, it stains. It is really, really hard to clean concrete unless you've got like chemicals, a pressure cleaner, whatever it may be. So we're thinking, you know, this is in Maria's kitchen. She could have easily been cooking something and maybe spilt something on the floor, totally forgot about it, and there's a stain here. Well, that doesn't seem to be the case. Maria gets close to the stain on the floor, take a better look at it, and this big old splotch looks like a creepy face. And not only does it look like a creepy face, it seems to like shift and move as she's looking at it. So of course, like any normal person would do, Maria freaks the fuck out and is like, what do I do? So she starts scrubbing her floor. She's trying to get this face off, trying to get the stain out of the floor, you know, trying to clean it off and nothing is working. It's still staying there and it still looks like a face. So after multiple attempts of trying to clean her floor, trying to remove the stain, Maria's like, It's demo time. So she gets her husband and her son to tear out the concrete and re-pour it into the kitchen, hoping this is going to solve the problem. The face is going to go away, right? So a week after the new floor is poured, you guessed it, roomies, the face comes back. And this time it's not just one face. It's multiple faces that appear on her floor. So Maria is like, 
WTF, bro. And soon word gets out. It's spreading through her neighborhood. People start referring to Maria's home as the House of Faces. And looky-loos from all over are showing up to see this phenomenon in person, right? So we're going to the House of Faces. Woo! All the things. The mayor of Belmez gets word of Maria's home and these strange apparitions. And he comes in to do a little investigation, a looky-loo, whatever. And he wants to test the concrete. So some people obviously thought this was fraudulent that Maria was somehow creating the faces in the floor with some kind of chemical or some kind of weird process. So the mayor says, let's rip up the floor and let's send the concrete to be tested. So poor Maria, they rip up her floor again. They send the concrete out to be tested um, and it comes back with no evidence of tampering whatsoever. So whether it be chemical tampering or any other kind of whatever you can do to make these faces appear on the concrete, the concrete comes back normal. As this is continuing to happen, so they repour the floor, right? And this just keeps happening. The faces come back, they repour the floor. In 1972, a professor from Madrid gets word. So 1972, April. So this is a couple months after the first face shows up. He gets word about the house of faces and he wants to come visit Maria and witness the faces for himself. He himself has a bunch of different theories of what could have caused the faces. So one of them was that apparently in like the 17th century or something, there was a governor of Spain who murdered a family And he thought that maybe her home was either on or nearby the murder site. And maybe that could be the cause of like this, you know, paranormal phenomenon. Maybe it's spirits causing these faces to show up in her floor. Another theory was given the proximity of Maria's home to a local Catholic church, people thought that maybe her home had been built over an old graveyard or something like that. So with this speculation, they decide to excavate the floor again. And what do they find? bodies, baby. They find tons of bodies buried under Maria's home. Some of them didn't have skulls, which I'm not quite sure of the significance of that. I wasn't able to find it, but still very interesting. And there you go. So they find bodies. Her home and neighboring homes, in fact, were built on top of an old cemetery. They did excavate other homes as well and found bodies in the basement. So her home was not the only one that had bodies buried underneath it, but her home was the only one that was having these faces come up. They dig the fuck up out of her floor and they re-pour the concrete again and you guys will never guess what happened. Did you guess? If you guess the faces came back, you guys are fucking right. Roomies, fuck, you are so good. You're maybe too good. But yes, the faces come back and this continues to happen over and over and over. Every time the floor gets tore up, they put it all back together and more faces show up. So while homeboy, the professor, a.k.a. Dr. Uh, well, I, don't, I guess you call, do you call professors doctors? Professor De Argamosa is investigating her house. Maria's like, oh, hey, bro, by the way, I'm a medium. And so then we start thinking, okay, do these facial apparitions have something to do with Maria being a medium and her, you know, special powers or, you know, her abilities? Are they causing these these faces to show up in her floor? He decides he wants to do some EVP recordings in the home to see if there is any kind of paranormal activity happening. Obviously, Maria being a medium can hear voices of the dead and all those things. So he does EVP recordings in the home and they do get some voices. And one of them is a child. Other ones, I don't, I couldn't find anywhere where the voice is specifically said something. They were just coming up on the EVP. And Maria was not present at the time that these recordings were done so that her medium powers or whatever weren't going to interfere with, you know, whatever was happening at the time or interfere with the EVPs. June 1972. 
So almost a year after the first face showed up, uh, more faces start appearing. Um, and the professor is like, hey, man, I want to keep investigating in your house, but I don't want to keep like interfering with your day to day with your family. So what he does is he pays to convert a room in Maria's house into a kitchen so he can continue to investigate without effectively being like up everybody's ass in this house. So they take a room, they create a makeshift kitchen, and then they have another room. He he puts foil all over the concrete to make sure that no one can like draw faces on the concrete, which I'm like, you can lift up the foil and do what you need to do. But uh, that's beyond the fact. So they convert this new room and all of a sudden, shortly after this room is converted, uh, more faces show up, bro. So more faces. They just keep popping up. And then so 1981. So this is 10 years after the first face shows up. 1981. Fuck, dude. This shit is still happening. Maria and her family are still living in the same home. A paranormal investigator named Jose Martinez Romero visits the house because he wants to see everything for himself as well. He also decides to record his experiences in the home. He takes pictures of the faces. He does say that he wonders if he's hallucinating and imagining the faces, but he has photos of them. So, you know, maybe he's trying to be a skeptic. Maybe he's trying to play devil's advocate, whatever the case may be. But yeah, so he uh, effectively says, yeah, I'm seeing these faces too. I'm reporting what everybody else is reporting. Seven years later, 1988, he comes back to Maria's home again. And this time he brings a colleague who is another paranormal investigator with him to also witness these faces and they notice that when they get back the faces were quote darker and less defined than they were when he originally saw them so the theory going back to maria being a medium is that they're wondering if her mindset or her mood is having some kind of like I don't know if telekinetic is the word. Maybe not. Like having some kind of impact on these apparitions. Like if she's in a good mood, do the apparitions look one way? If she's in a bad mood, do the apparitions look another way? If she's not feeling good, they look one way versus when she's happier, they look this way. So theory starts kind of stirring that maybe Maria being a medium is impacting these faces or, you know, impacting the way that these faces are presenting or having an influence on them. So then they start to think, and this is a little bit morbid, but they think, you know, oh, well, if Maria's mood and her her emotions or whatever are tied to these faces, when she dies, we would imagine that the faces will disappear as well. So years go by. Faces are still there. February 3rd, 2004, Maria passes away. So everyone thinks the faces are going to go away as well, but they don't. The faces are still in the house. They remain there. Throughout the years, multiple faces kept popping up and shifting and looking different. I mean, the faces are fucking weird, you guys. Like, if this popped up in your house, you'd be like, what the fuck? But they stay. They never figured out what the phenomenon was. They never figured out what caused the Belmez faces or if it was paranormal activity, if it had something to do with Maria having her psychic abilities as a medium or what it was. You know, they you know, people have said maybe people were painting the faces, maybe all of these different things. But there was never a definitive answer for where the faces came from, how they got there, all of those things. So they remained even after Maria's death. And that is the quick story of the Belmez faces in Spain. That was not an hour. Haha, ha, got you. So you don't have to listen to me for a whole hour. But I hope you enjoyed listening to the story of the Belmez faces. I also, for today, uh, dug up 
not necessarily a bizarre death, but a bizarre circumstance surrounding a death. Interesting story that I found that I wanted to share with you guys. So this happened a couple years ago, about 10 years ago now. So April 2014, I'm going to tell you about Ronald Benjamin, good old Ronnie boy. So Ronnie is, well, I don't know if he goes by Ronnie. I'm going to call him that. Ronnie's a desk clerk at an apartment complex. He's 61 years old. It's 4.30 in the morning. He goes outside for a smoke break and he sees a body laying on the ground. So he gets a little bit closer to it and he realizes or thinks that this is a mannequin. It's the morning of April Fool's. So he's thinking this is just a joke. Someone threw this mannequin out on, you know, in the parking lot of his apartment complex. And he's just like, this is a sick prank. This is weird. Like, I don't know why somebody did this, but whatever. So he leaves the mannequin there. Around 6.30 in the morning, another employee of the apartment complex shows up and goes to Ronnie and is like, hey, dude, there's a body out in the parking lot. And Ronnie's like, no, that's just a mannequin. This is a sick joke. Like, we need to get rid of that thing. Like, get get it out of the, the parking lot or whatever. They come across two people delivering newspapers. I don't know how or when. I mean, this is 2014. I didn't know they were still delivering newspapers back then. But they find two people delivering newspapers. And Ronnie's like, hey, dude, like can you get this body, this mannequin, and throw it in the dumpster? So they do. They pick up the mannequin, they toss it in the dumpster, and they go along their merry way. A couple hours later, it's 8 o'clock. A maintenance man for the apartment, Johnny Williams, shows up for work. He looks in the dumpster and sees what he perceives as a body. Freaks out, calls the cops. And the cops show up, and lo and behold, the mannequin... Or what Ronald thought was a mannequin was actually a legitimate dead body. It was the body of an old lady. She was 96 years old who lived in the apartment complex. She had lived there for 20 years and she had taken her own life by jumping off of the balcony of her 16th story apartment. So the police go to her apartment. They find a suicide note. They find the stool that she climbed on to jump over the balcony and they are like, hey, dude, this was not a mannequin. This was an actual fucking person. They did not press charges against Ronnie for obviously this woman's death, but he was fired from his apartment complex job because he had a body chucked into the dumpster without calling the police and the apartment complex clearly was not happy about that. Rigor mortis had set in at the time, which is why her body was kind of like you know, or whatever to where I I guess you could look at her and maybe she would look like a mannequin. But yeah, rigor mortis had set in. He also said her face looked very rubbery and like a mask. So he just figured because it was April Fool's, this was a sick joke and he didn't report it and had her tossed in the trash. So I guess the moral of the story is anytime you see what you think may be a body or a mannequin, you should probably thoroughly check it out. Maybe don't touch it in case it's a legit body and you get your fingerprints on it and then you get roped into the whole like investigation and maybe now you're a suspect in the whole thing. Call the cops. Unless you can verify it is a legit mannequin, call the cops. Like just do it. Hey, They can come check it out. It's fine. Don't throw anything in the dumpster. Like, this could be a crime scene, you guys. Like, do you not watch fucking TV? This could be a crime scene. But yeah, speaking of, last weekend we were coming home from celebrating Lenora's birthday, and we drove past an accident, which was really crazy. We were driving, and there were, like, police cars everywhere. There was only one car that we could see that we thought might be a part of uh, an accident, and as we were getting closer to the scene... I saw, like, the tents and the curtains and stuff up, and right away we were like, fuck, dude. Like, there's a body over there. So we're driving, and, you know, I kind of look over, take a little peek, and see 
a person laying on the ground uh, who was clearly deceased. And it was kind of triggering, which is weird. Number one, it was just sad. It just like reminds you of like how short life is and how fucking like quick, like you're here and then you're not here. So that was really weird. And it just triggered like we talked about this in our very first episode of The Round Room. Like when I was a kid, I saw a motorcycle accident after it had just happened. And there was, you know, obviously saw the body on the ground and all of those weird things. So I don't know. I felt just like really heavy for a little while after that. And it was just kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, be safe out there, you guys. Hug the people you love. Do all the things. Just be safe. Like the world is, we've said this so many times on the podcast, the world's fucking crazy. Like, You got to watch your back all the time. Be careful crossing the street. Be careful in the goddamn sun right now because you could fry up like a fucking egg. Just be safe. Be careful. Watch your back. Watch your friends' backs. Just be safe out there. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening to this very quick mini episode. You don't have to spend an entire hour with me. Thank God. Lucky you. But I hope you enjoyed hearing about the Belmez faces. I will get this posted on Instagram with pictures and all the things. As always, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. Um, That's how we get the round room out in front of other people. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. You can also follow our Instagram accounts as well, which you can get to from the main page. But yeah, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, like let us know, message us, slide into our DMs. Let me know and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it on and popping for you. So with that, thank you so much, roomies, for listening. As always, um, stay tuned for more. Clean your lint traps, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to The Round Room. Music by DJ Joseph Knox.